0: Slice the podcast is brought to you by VegaLend, a different way to get a mortgage. VegaLend provides insight and advice so you can make informed decisions for the future of your family. Welcome to Slice, property made possible. We're a platform on a mission to reduce barriers to home ownership. This podcast is a safe space for our community to learn together and build the confidence required to start on their property journey. When you're ready to start, head along to com and sign up for your free dashboard.
1: All right, so we're on to one of my personal favorites, looking at which property to buy. I'm
0: glad you're finally starting to enjoy yourself. <laughs> it's getting
1: spicy now. <laughs> I'm excited, I'm pumped. I'm pumped, I'm pumped, i pumped, pumped. So there's a few things to consider, right, when you're, when you're looking at a property. Um, so I guess to which one we want to cover off, There's Location, but also type of property that you that you're gonna you know look yeah. to buy. So, shall we start off with you know the type of property, or the types of property? Should I say? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. yeah. So there's.
0: I reckon I'm just going to let you run because I know this is a subject close to your heart. <laughs> so yeah, tell us more. Dan. Oh, you'll
1: have to interject when I when I completely put my foot in my mouth. Um, but the yeah the types of properties out there. So there's three main ones. Um, you've got the townhouse, you've got cross lease, and you've got freehold. So, townhouses are, you know, the ones you'd see, they're kind of stacked next to each other, um, individual property, but their sort of overall uh, worth, so to speak, is a little bit lower, based on on that build.
0: Yeah, just the proximity from... Proximity. space. That's
1: it, that's it. And then the other one is cross-lease. So, for example, your average unit, that would be on a cross-lease. So, you know, unit A a, with seven other units, um, for example, and then you've got... Freehold, which mm-hmm. is your traditional home, standalone, has its own sort of bit of land, if, you, if you're lucky, a sizable amount of land, um, in which case, you know, you can, you've got a lot more to play around with, right? And, and the overall um, cost typically for that is traditionally higher, right, because of what the degree of control you've got over the land as well. So and then you've
0: also got sort of apartments. Yeah. As well, yeah,
1: apartments is an interesting one, right? Um, one I'm also pretty passionate about. Yeah, so uh. we can
0: probably like drop into to each type a little bit as well. Like, yeah. I think um, something that's key to understand is there are actually a lot of cross leases across New Zealand and Auckland in particular as well, so For a lot sure. of people and, and the word itself seems more complex than some of the other kinds of yeah, technologies. Yeah.
1: I remember when I first heard it, I was like cross-laced. Yeah, like,
0: what but effectively, that? it's a type of legal title that means that the way the property is set up, there's an element or elements that are shared with your neighbors. So that could be, you know, an easement down a driveway, um, mm. which is like you both get, you know, access to that driveway and you both have your. You own a share of the land, but it's a proportion of the shared property, mm-hmm. so you kind of, as a result, you might own 50% and someone else owns 50%, but you own you know, 50% of the shared title, so that's what mm-hmm. a cross lease is, and therefore you need to actually make uh, or get sort of approval from your neighbours if you want to make any external changes to the yeah. structure. Yeah. So that's kind of getting into a little bit of, of the detail around what that means. But in reality, a lot of people have cross leases. So they're actually, you know, a, a really common and, and still like a an often purchased kind of property site. And you can actually convert uh, properties as well that are cross leased. So yeah, uh, the property that I bought with my partner is a cross lease and it could cost, you know, between around 10 to 20k to convert cross land and then it can become freehold which means you don't have to ask for your neighbour's consent. It's a really good point. Um, so you can then build whatever you want on the site and that's why freehold is considered so valuable. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah and then maybe do you want to drop into maybe talking a little bit about apartments in the other
1: yeah, Thanks. because usually that seems to be I think the more accessible option for a lot of us, particularly in Auckland, right? Like when you're looking particularly centrally, <laughs> I'm talking about you know the Herne Bay, the Ponce and Murray, you know if you if you're able to, um, those seem a little bit more in reach compared to your freehold um, comparison <laughs> in those areas as well. Um, so with apartments though, there's there's just a bit more risk there, right? Um, when you're looking at purchasing, you're taking on a lot of other factors when, when when you purchase it's things like body corp so basically that's like the entity that basically runs, run, runs the mill of the entire apartment in terms of you know maintenance costs and, and and all of those things so you're kind of actually liable to to pay whatever is required um, within, within the entire building so that does include things like bills and things so it can be a nice little one-stop shop um, arrangement you know you've got all your sort of utility costs and things um, all, all take into account and uh, you, you've put money in that in that pool. Um, but if, for example, there is an issue with the property and the apartment, say it's a leaky building, for example, um, you unfortunately are liable to pay whatever cost is attached to that um, as a tenant um, or occupier of, in that building.
0: And yeah. we will touch on some of the, the factors and things to look out for in our... Uh, episode around building uh, reports Mm -hmm. and and quality buildings but in terms of yeah I think in terms of those different types the the last one to probably drop into a bit more detail is the townhouse I guess they are we spoke about them being in close proximity so I guess when you look at the different types your your apartments, your townhouse, your crosslets, your freehold uh, they you want to be considering just you know what the quality of the building is regardless of the type and that's always going to be a big factor. So we will be dropping in on that shortly. Yeah. But also you want to consider what type might be right for your circumstances, what you can afford. (laughs) Absolutely. Yeah. But also where possible, what is going to provide you the most value. Um, And I know that historically land size and you know and talking about the different types and the space and and the value of the land that mm. has always been one of the, you know, biggest things that's been spoken about. Huge. Um, I gather from research though that it's generally kind of anything that's a hundred square meters or bigger tends to be, you know, of a certain size that it, that it, that value is is realised, and it doesn't necessarily matter if it's um, if it's always bigger, but. There are things to consider, like how does that space feel? Because the other thing is, you got to think about resale. Like, is yeah. it in you know, is it a decent size? Like, can you work from home in this day and age? If that's a requirement, uh, that will actually ultimately impact you know others' willingness to to purchase totally, the property. Like,
1: public is it close to public transport? Yeah. Um, what are your neighbors like? Yeah. Uh, are they crazy out the gate? Like, probably not. <laughs>
0: Yeah, well, that's where it comes into that uh, worst house in the best street. You know, it's yeah, that location, location, location. Point. And it is actually a lot of that comes around to uh, the neighbours around you. And I hate to say it, but gentrification as well. There is yeah. an element where. I don't where,
1: love that word, but know, it it's is. not yeah. a great,
0: it's not a positive thing. But if you're owning property, it kind of is a positive thing because yeah. the more kind of, um, you know, investment there is in a neighbourhood. The more people uplift the value of the houses around your property, mm-hmm. uh, the more your property's value will lift in turn. So there's lots of factors that need to kind of be considered around that. Yeah. Uh, the other thing is in terms of land size, when we're considering, you know, 100 square metres, and obviously. Um, if it's freehold, you've got a lot more freedom of what you can do and what others can do, for which sure. can uplift the value of that house. That's why freehold is renowned as, you know, the golden egg. Um, mm-hmm. Gold a, standard. If that's a true. saying you're comfortable no, sure. it, it I don't know, right? how I just made that up, but it sounds like I'm really meant to be on the podcast.
1: Yeah. If um, you can't tell, we're pushing for freehold here. We're, we're really saying, if you can go for it, if you can, it can be a luxury, but it's your best It can be, but also
0: if it means going in with someone else to get freehold, like it does tend to perform well over the long term because you can do Mm -hmm. more with it to uplift the value without consent, Mm -hmm. Um, you normally have a bit more space though as well, uh, and, and a lot of those other factors. Another really interesting thing to look out for when you're talking about land size and types of property that you're buying is if it is subdividable. And I wouldn't have kind of talked about this as much historically, but my understanding of what's happening in market at the moment is that there are less developers out there um, and less kind of investors buying, you know, third, fourth um, segments of of property. Right now especially. Yeah, so actually if there is property out there that's sort of, you know, about 1,200 square metres and you're able to pick that up for a good price, you could look to subdivide and obviously... You know make quite a good um, return on that by selling off the subdivided land for another property mm-hmm. so that's something to keep in mind as well like yeah. the land size does better it's not the it's not the only thing or factor though uh and the same thing with the the type of property yeah the other probably thing that's worth touching on is kind of location so this is a tricky one because <laughs> one, in one wants to live in the best possible place but one cannot always afford to do so. Yeah, which one do you
1: value more though is like ultimately the argument. Yeah, and also like
0: what's your way of living, you know, and I think the last topic we maybe will look into is around maybe thinking about your goals, because that's always what all of this comes back to, I think, but Mm -hmm. yeah, location, you can be really smart about picking places that have really good rental yield. So, and that sort of means that even if you're living there or you're not living in there, you can get others to support with paying that mortgage. So, um, a good investment is one that's, you know, either breaking even or is paying you out uh, some money. And Mm -hmm. if you're living in that home as well, and then you have other people supporting with the mortgage, you can actually just get border income and you don't have to pay tax on that to a certain amount. So you can actually make that investment a really good one if you're able to get people in and supporting with that. Yeah. So when you're thinking about kind of location, where do other people want to live as well? Like if you go and buy somewhere out in the WAPS, yeah. it's such a, like, where did that word come from? I don't know, but if you buy in the WAPS. It's true. Like maybe it's no one else wants 30, to live there. 30, 40 minutes out of Auckland. Right? Yeah, it's not the WAPS, but it's, you know. Yeah, but like maybe, then maybe other people don't want to live there. But equally, if you do buy further out and you're right by the train station, then maybe you're fine and people do. But you have to take, you know, all of these factors are worth considering because mm-hmm. whilst it might cost slightly more to buy somewhere more central, uh, it might be that you're able to get people in renting with you. Although it might be that if you want to live alone and at home by yourself, you're mm-hmm. better to buy a house that's further out that you can afford to service and make repayments on yeah. yourself. So again, yeah. it really comes back to like what's important for you, what's achievable for you as well. Yeah. And that's um, something
1: even I took on when I was getting my property. Like, yes, I wanted to get a property that was super central and close to all my friends and my family and things, but I sort of compromised because I knew the value of a freehold compared to getting, say, a unit. So I did move out slightly. still relatively central and in Mount Wellington. I ended up purchasing, but yeah, I just that's knew... very central. Yeah, <laughs> it's very central. I mean, yeah, there's a lot of cases even more central than that. But I knew that, yeah, with the freehold piece at least I could do, yeah, more alterations, if over time you wanted to do, like you said before, sub- subdividing, which is such a huge thing that, you know, I wish I knew more, more about, but I'm learning yeah, more now. I don't know
0: that that was a, as much of an opportunity, probably, when you would have been looking, but now, no, just because no, of the way not the market at all. is, it, it's Yeah, maybe in worth, the future. Yeah, yeah, it's just something worth looking out for, I think, now, and yeah, I mean, for me, I was looking at, you know, the North Shore, or like, where I could Mm. get in in Auckland, and I was just priced out, flat priced out, I couldn't get anything decent, Um, although I didn't want an apartment either, so it does come back to that thing around where you see the value being, and uh, and if it is in the land, and you believe that, uh, and it's in kind of having some space, and that kind of Kiwi Dream, then then freehold or, or cross lease is normally your best bet, yeah. but it depends again on, on what you can afford. But you have to make that decision. So you either buy further out and you buy freehold, mm. and I bought in Raglan and bought freehold. Yeah. But the money that you know to buy an apartment, I would have spent less than I would have spent on an apartment yeah. in Auckland. Yeah. But I made that conscious decision because I wanted something that was going to kind of improve in value or I felt would improve in value. And I also, I think an interesting thing around that is location doesn't always have to be where you are. You can look at it from, you know, various angles. And this was pre-COVID when I purchased as well. Mm -hmm. And so I purchased that property. Wait, was it pre-COVID?
1: The Raglan property, you mean?
0: I'm so confused about like when COVID occurred, it's just this. I think you did purchase. It's just blip before. in my life, and now I don't. I don't. I, I've <laughs> lost like a good. Even few I'm years. pretty
1: sure it was before. Let's the big vid.
0: Yeah, whatever. Hit us. It, it happened at some point, <laughs> and, it, and COVID is this annoying thing that has happened now. Like this cloud, but this cloud, this dark cloud. Yeah. Um. But anyway. We digress. I bought in Raglan (laughs) and I actually feel that I was looking at it from, in the end, a a really investment-focused way. So I went to Raglan. I loved it. I was like, this is such a vibe. This is like, you know, this is a different space in New Zealand. That's like other cool places in the world that people love and want to visit. And if I'm honest, there were so many Americans coming to visit Raglan that I was like, hmm, America likes it like there's always going to be interest in this location yeah. of this space we also have one of the like best surf spots um in the world on that on the west coast there so there were little factors that I felt um meant that it was a really solid investment and mm. so far so good like I think I'm at you know maybe 250k equity or something like that so yeah I, wow. it has proven out and so that just goes to show you don't have to buy where you are as well like um my Auckland property isn't performing as well. The market's different right now, of course. Yeah, but yeah. but actually just considering where can you buy and you can either live in there for a period of time mm-hmm. uh, or yeah, you can rent it out and right. it just depends on your circumstances. But yeah. location doesn't have to be where you're at. I think that's probably something that I'd
1: yeah. I'd like
0: to people to take away from yeah. this session.
1: No, that's a good point. So I'm gonna come left field. I'm gonna throw a spanner where are you in the works. <laughs> Where are we going? Um, so just going back to aligning with your goals, what what would you recommend in terms of prioritisation? What would you prioritise? You know, one, two, and three, so to speak, in terms of which properties you should buy like the factors at play. You
0: just want to <laughs> nail me to the ground on this one. I right? do, I want to hold
1: your account, I'm going to come back in years to an come. Easy,
0: it's an easy answer and I yeah. know that we have to acknowledge that people have different circumstances but let's say you can make it work by going in with other people and therefore purchasing freehold, I would always recommend freehold first. Yeah. Um, we're going to whack disclaimers um, at the end yeah, of yeah, this yeah, episode. Yeah. insert here. Um, but yeah, I think ultimately freehold tends to hold its value really well uh, and you can uplift its value really well. I am actually not mad about cross lease though. Like, I not feel another. that you could also get a good deal by buying cross lease and then converting to freehold because you can uplift your value, like the value of the property by 10%, say, by paying 10 grand. You just need to find that that money so cross lease, I don't have an issue with it all it's very common Um, and then yeah I think apartments and townhouses um, come next and they depend on what you're wanting look if you want to live in the property and live central and that's your value and that's your goal that you're chasing then yes do that but if it is from a property investment perspective and Mm -hmm. I think this is where this whole podcast kind of like those two themes will be crossing over all the time, but
1: yeah.
0: if it's a straight investment and you're trying to make money and remove the emotion from it, um, actually, two schools of thought here really quickly, but then it, from a increasing the value um, of the equity, I would say freehold, mm-hmm. like taking it from, you know, you put 50 grand in and then you end up with 250, which is the case for me in Raglan, uh, then I think that's a great option but it, maybe you actually want it to be a rental property that's paying for itself. So my rent on that is not necessarily as strong as other areas, but I knew that I was going for capital gains. Yeah. So are you doing that, or are you wanting to live in the property and wanting to live centrally and move your rent across to that property? Therefore, yeah, if you want an apartment or a townhouse that is central and that's what's right for you. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then finally, what if you're actually wanting rental income and you're not wanting to live in there, then that's another strategy again which suggests that maybe you do want it to be central, whether that's a, you know, a house where you bought deed, which I think has probably got quite good rental yield, yeah. um, or whether it's an apartment or a property closer to the city or closer to transport, then that's that's a valid strategy as well. So mm, my, right. my preference based on my strategy was freehold, but it depends on, on what outcome you're trying to achieve.
1: Awesome! No, gosh, I'm, I'm glad that you committed to those to those three. I'm going to hold you to account still yeah, on you, those ones. you always do. <laughs> yeah, no, I'll, I'll come. I'll be right what back. What about back. you, Dean? <laughs> I think we already know the answers to this one. Uh, but yeah, freehold first. Um, yeah, townhouse. Oh, so cross, Crossley second, absolutely. I would say Crossley's is super close to freehold if you can do it. Do it. Um, and then yeah, third apartment. But if you if you can avoid it, uh, I probably probably would at this point. But yeah, those are I'm going to
0: stick to those so we can probably wrap that up. Yeah. And our next episode we are talking about the documents when you're looking at one of these properties. Yeah. So we'll jump into this some is of your the, terrain legal, now. the legal detail <laughs> uh in our next episode. Looking forward to it. Awesome. Thank you for joining our community. Buying property isn't easy, but listening in will get you one step closer on your journey. Please leave an Apple or Spotify review and provide feedback so we can improve your experience. Join our Facebook group, a safe space to learn together, or follow us on Instagram at slice to buy If you have any questions or topics you would like us to touch on, you can email us at hello at slice A quick reminder, Slice the Podcast does not provide personalized investment advice. We are not acting as financial advisors or taking into account your circumstances. To get personalised advice, join us at slicetobuy.com and engage with our partners who can act as your financial advisor or lawyer and support you with your specific needs.